We are Squawking Dead, a podcast pulverizing episodes of the Walking Dead universe. Sometimes we give you news, sometimes we make you laugh, but most times we go deep. Today, we're featuring a panel from Pandemic 2022 called What Does the Walking Dead Universe Mean to You? Hosted by Felicia Ray, our good friend. Originally, Rachel, Cosmom09, was supposed to join Felicia on stage telling her story about what the Walking Dead means to you, and I think a little bit of that has to do with joining us, <laughs> but... A whole lot of things that came before and after her joining Squawking Dead. This discussion dives deep into some emotional trauma. People have some serious reasons for loving the Walking Dead universe. And in some senses, it has saved people. And it's never been more apparent than when you listen to these stories during the panel. Felicia Ray did an excellent job. There was very minimal editing done to this video originally when we posted it on YouTube. It was a really good experience having to be there in person watching these stories and and connecting with all these people and if you really enjoyed this conversation tell us what the walking dead universe means to you by heading to ratethispodcast.com slash walking dead leaving us five stars and an eggplant and letting us know what the walking dead universe means to you leave your social media accounts so that we can tag you when we post your review and without further ado here's felicia ray I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of sunglasses. I gotta say that. So, um, hi, my name is Felicia Ray. I am from Minneapolis, Minnesota, and this is my first pandemic panel. Congratulations. That's for the golf clap. Thank you. Awesome. So, I wanted to do this panel because even though we all get together during these cons and we have those little moments here and there where we're breaking bread and sharing and talking and laughing and partying. Um, Maybe some of us don't get that form to be able to clearly state just how much the Walking Dead universe means to you and why. And so I wanted to put this together so that we can all just kind of talk about that and share our stories, share uh, who we are, where we come from, and how the series has impacted us. for me personally, long story short, I have been a longtime horror movie fan since birth. My mom would joke I was dropped on my head. And I gravitated towards zombies when I saw George Romero's Night of the Living Dead. I think um, I had always heard about it, but I didn't officially see it until I was about 13. And I was pretty much hooked on the concept of zombies. And it just kind of got deeper into that with the Romero trilogy of Night, dawn, day. Romero fans, anybody? Excellent. And that just kind of opened the door for the whole zombie genre with me. And I got deeper into special effects and um, loved what uh, KNB effects and Tom Savini, what they would do um, to show the evolution of just what the zombies started off and, and how it's kind of grown now into this incredibly complex um, makeup process. Um, and Really, I feel like it's kind of been redefined with with The Walking Dead. Um, On a personal side, um, the horror aspect always intrigued me, and I honestly didn't give it much thought way back on Halloween in 2010 of just what the character development was going to be like and how that actually would affect me. And so um, maybe like a few of us that are horror fans, we came into it um, with just that horror film, scary movie element of just yeah, we love zombies, we love the tension, we love the excitement, 
And maybe we weren't necessarily expecting to be so engaged and moved and deeply connected to these characters. And that was certainly my evolution. Um, for me, what did it, uh, what kind of just cemented my, my deep love and connection of the show um, was in 2015. Um, my father passed away in October, October 4th of 2015. And I pretty much had to be on autopilot. I grieved at the, the funeral. Um, I basically put some blinders on and was uh, taking care of my mom, trying to take care of my brother. Um, had just started a relatively new job. So I was very much on a surface level and, and not really taking things in. And then three weeks to the day is when a little episode called Thank You came on. If you remember, Thank You. We'll just call that the Glenn Dumpster episode. Oh. Yes, that, that episode. Um, and when that infamous moment happened um, at the end of that episode, I had no idea just how much I had been holding on to that grief and everything that I had felt in the past three weeks and thought I had gotten out came out in one long primal scream of which my husband up front here had to witness and then console me. Um, and that really, as terrible as that moment was, it opened up the floodgates to help me deal with what I had experienced. And it really opened up my eyes to the how impactful and just how incredible this show was in its writing, in its talent, to move past the terror aspect of it and to really carve out a place in our hearts of where now these people are so relatable that we have invested ourselves in it. And that, that was just kind of a, a big ticket moment for me. Um, and I've never turned back since. Uh, there uh, was supposed to be a, a, a another person here with me um, whose life has definitely been influenced by The Walking Dead. Um, she is part of Squawking Dead, um, Rachel Burt. And I, I wish she could be here to tell her story, but she had to catch a plane. Um, for her, she's now going into special effects makeup. She is in school. And so that has really opened up the doors for her. That, that's how it's impacted her. So, and I, I wish she could be here because she's so passionate about it and it, it's just wonderful to hear her side of it. Um, but since she's not here, I would love to have you guys uh, tell me who you are, where you're from and share your story. So I'm uh, Bridget Mason Gray. I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, and I have a little bit of a self-feeling voice going on right now. It's a lot of that going around. Yeah, yeah I've been screaming a lot this it's week. It's called partyitis. Yeah, yeah, it's a real problem. Um, so um, I'm going to prepare for waterworks here, people, because this is oh, man. this is going to get deep. <laughs> so I, when I first started watching The Walking Dead, um, I was in a abusive relationship, physically, um, mentally, um, started already, I hardly am out the gates here. Um, <laughs> and I had grown up in a kind of tumultuous home life as a kid, and my dad had also been abusive, so, you know, cyclical kind of shit that I went through. And um, I started watching The Walking Dead, you know, when it aired, at, you know, in 2010, and to immediately connect with those characters, like to immediately see Carol, you know, dealing with Ed and all of the stuff that came along with that and then seeing how the group dynamic dealt with that. 
Um, and then getting a little more into Daryl's story later on about how you know he had to go through abuse in his home life also. There was just so much that I could connect with and it was like an escape from where I was. So it's just, it's a TV show and like I can't believe that but it's become such a safe haven for me. And I mean, good news is I left that guy. He's a shit bag. Um, <laughs> he's no longer in the picture. I'm, I'm happily married now to a very kind gentleman. Um, with me despite the fact that he's not really into The Walking Dead, um, but he has gone along with everything and is so, uh, just so supportive. So I'm very thankful, but this TV show has gotten me through a lot of shit in life. So I thank you so, so don't, don't, don't step away yet, but, but thank you for, for lowering your guard and, and, and trusting us enough to share something like that. And I, and that, that is really a testament um, to, um, again how this show and yes it's just a tv show um how it can really be an enlightening experience sometimes enlightenment is really painful sometimes it, it that that keyword growth growth can suck growth can can suck ass i'm just gonna swear okay um so you're not alone in that absolutely um and if if i could ask one personal question. Yeah, if it's too personal. No, no, no. I'm like, uh, what, what, I'm what, what one thing do you feel you have learned the most about that experience in relation to the show, or even just learned about yourself? How are you? I guess so. When you're in an abusive relationship, it's really easy to feel alone, right? Because the person manipulates you into feeling that way. Um, and I have a really great family; they're really supportive. But like, it's also it was like embarrassing in its own way like i'm not dumb not a stupid person you know and i'm strong and i'm, I'm self-sufficient and really independent so like how how did that happen to me um and so i didn't feel comfortable sharing it and so seeing the group dynamic and the family that's created in the walking dead like after all of this stuff kind of started you know, to really hit the fan and I was able to get away from him physically and also out of the relationship. Um, I was able to open up to the people in my life that I had really just hidden all of this from. Um, and so I was able to share all of that with them. And now I have like a completely different support group that would definitely ask if I like disappeared randomly, you know, like, so now I have people in my life that are just really supportive. And so I've I still have my great family, but now I have this other family too. Oh, that is so fantastic. Thank you so much. <laughs> and and her, her story touches on um, something else that is that is just great about the show. This show does delve into the subjects that we probably didn't expect to, to see in a, a series about zombies. Um, it, it does touch upon some, some taboos uh, some uncomfortable subjects that we don't want to face. Um, it touches on some everyday things that we take for granted, but then when we see it, we see it reflected in, in something back at us. Like, oh, you know, I never gave that a thought. That that's actually that's actually something I should touch upon. I mean, they've covered. They have talked about abuse. They have talked about alcoholism. They have talked about mental health. Uh, I mean, so many things that. Yeah, those are going to be some things that come out should shit hits the fan. 
Um, and it's got to be dealt with, and it's going to be up on the screen, not in really pretty colors. It's going to be very, very ugly. And it is certainly something that can be yet another eye-opening experience for us. So thank you for, for sharing that with, with us. I really appreciate that. What you said, thank you for being brave. But it, it made me think of it too, is what it was for me, not necessarily an abusive relationship, but going through life feeling awkward and different and having all these fantasies about what's out there and is anybody else thinking what I'm thinking and being, not being afraid to say it. And then you come to conventions like this and you talk to other people and you find kindred spirits. People that think like you, and you're not weird anymore. You're not awkward. I, I found people that understand it. I love this show, Stephen King is what brought me to horror. I'm a major Stephen King fan, and I thought that was weird. Every, nobody else I knew liked that. But I met people like Felicia and Chris, and even just shook hands with some other people. I found family here. They have their Walking Dead family. They have Daryl, they have all their people. I have my Walking Dead family. And these things are awesome and amazing to me to build those relationships. And I honestly, 100%, I might still be weird, but I'm weird with a whole bunch of other people. And we're all weird together. And I love it. And I love meeting people. And I feed off of people. I'm an extrovert extraordinary. This is where I go to get energy and to get juiced up. And I'm going to come off this being physically tired, but mentally so energized. Awesome. I couldn't be more excited awesome. to see you succeed, to see everybody succeed, but it's like your family. They have theirs, we have ours, and we just we get to be weird together. Awesome. You're all weird. And it's great. I love it. Great. This is Diane, by the way. This is her first it's Walking Dead convention ever. My name is Diane. I'm from Minneapolis. <laughs> Thank you. And, and how, 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 if you could, how, how would you sum up your first Walking Dead convention? My feet hurt so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Overwhelming. Um, well, I have high-functioning autism, so it's taught me that like you don't have to be happy all the time. You don't have to smile all the time. <sighs> Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. <clears throat> you come up here. I'm her mom. <laughs> Hi, mom. You got it. Absolutely. That's why we're here. I'm crying because um, I just met Cassie McMunsey and she's like... It's okay. Like I had to say goodbye to her and like... We have like such a special like thing and then saying goodbye to her was really hard but um... <laughs> it's, a, it's, a it's a special thing, it is. And, and, you, and, I can, and I can see that that's something that was a really, really bonding experience for you. She's an incredibly special lady, and so are you. Thank you. Yeah, but like, it helped me like grow up, and um, it like I'm gonna need my shoulder. Like, it helped me realize that I'm gonna need my shoulder, and like, it's such a huge part of my life. So yeah. What's your name? Mallory. Mallory. It is an honor to meet you, Mallory. It's it really to meet you too. Sorry, Thank I was you. trying like not to cry. I didn't want no, to no, talk. No. No. The only thing holding me up is all the makeup on my face that's hardening right now. Otherwise, I'd be down on the floor in a few positions. So you're all good. I'm good. I have to try to maintain this because I get to, you know, drive and you know, go to the restaurant and you know, try to represent. You're good. You're good. So her dad let her and some friends start walking, watching Dead, watching The Walking Dead, 
on her 12th birthday sleepover. And I came downstairs and I was like, what are you doing? They can't watch that. <laughs> and so I was like, this is gonna lead to nightmares, but it instead led to something really special for her, which I don't always understand, but it's been really great for her. And I think that, I don't know, it's brought her a lot of confidence and she writes fan fiction. It's really open. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that is so, so awesome. It's, just, it's a big outlet for her and it's just, it means a lot to her, so. Yeah, one thing that I remember is, um. When I was in middle school, like I had anxiety about going to like physical education class, and like whenever, like I would have an anxiety thing about going there every day, and like whenever I was walking there, I would like replay what Lori said to Carl before she died, which is like, "You are so strong, you are so brave." Like I would play that to my head, and like that would help me a lot. There's just like so many little things like that, um, and also like Sherry, like going through PTSD and like sharing that has helped me a lot. Um, Cassidy's helped me in huge ways, so, yeah. That, that is fantastic, really, that is. Um, I applaud you for that. You, you get it. You get it. And you're on, you're on the right path. You really are. I can, I can see it. I, how, you're able to get up and express and say who you are and articulate it, and I think everyone here can, can understand that and relate to that. So I applaud you, Mallory. You are we want that fan fiction. Keep that going. Seriously, because you never know. But I'm an artsy fartsy person. I'm, I'm an indie musician, so is my husband. We need art. We need artists. We need writers and painters and sculptors and people with imaginations to keep this going. Because without without you guys, I, I don't think we're going to evolve. So you're, that's very important. So I applaud that. And that's and that's a beautiful thing that the show can inspire that in you too. Thank you. So you keep going with that, Mallory. It Thank was you. an honor to meet you. Thank Good you so much. You. Thank you. And you like Mallory's mom. That was fantastic. But, but again, that's that is just one one more piece of this this big puzzle um, or or pie, if you want to compare pie, whatever shape you want, just do it. Um, of just how this series, with its incredible writing and and depth and and, and complexities can get to the heart of something that we just didn't expect. It's entertaining, but it's also kind of, it's touching us and, and leaving um, leaving its mark on us maybe in, in a way that we didn't think it would. And when it does hit, well, those, those stay with you. And it, it becomes more than just a show. And I guess it's one thing about fandom too that I think we see a lot is that we see in all the different camps that the Supernaturals, Game of Thrones, the Breaking Bads, um, they all talk about having to defend it's just a show, as if we're supposed to be a little bit self-deprecating in our awareness of like, oh my god, look at how emotional I'm getting. What am I doing? This is just a show. Screw that. God, this is what life is. Some people play sports. Some people play video games. Some people uh, write, some people paint. This is what we do. And it's not just a show. It's something that is going to kind of help us through dealing with what we're dealing, or it can inspire us to, to do better, inspire us to do more. So never, ever, ever be embarrassed or, or do that, that thing you do with your head real, oh God, I'm just embarrassed. Don't do the head tilt, forget that. Just be proud, stand up, damn it. It's a TV show and it's awesome, and that's totally fine. My name's Christina. I'm from Pottstown, Pennsylvania, 
and my relation to this is honestly kind of weird. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of The Walking Dead, but my family is. Uh, I have three brothers, uh, two older brothers, one younger brother. My two older brothers are recovering addicts, and I didn't really know them that much before they were, so I only knew them as the recovering addicts that they were, and I only saw them as that. But when The Walking Dead started showing and they got more into it, it made me see them as more of like people and like people with interests and actual people rather than just addicts, I guess. So that's, that's, that's extreme. No, that's incredible. I mean, you got to see them lower their guard. Yeah. You got to see them be in the moment of something and experience it fully and, and be engaged. And, and you got to see pieces of the real them, I imagine. Yeah. How are, are they are good? They good? Yeah. Good? Um, okay. My oldest is, I think, five years clean, and my second oldest is four years clean. Oh, wow. Awesome. That is awesome. You, you saw the happiness that came out in them from that, and that changed your perspective of how you saw them. That's really important. Fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing that. Hi, I'm Jess. Hey, Jess. Hi, hi. I'm from Jersey. Just um, from Jersey. That's yeah. Awesome. Well, <laughs> Jersey. Um, well, wall. It's yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's Central Shore. Okay. But other like like it's nothing like wall. It's just like I don't know. What, I don't know why. Don't be embarrassed about it. It's about as interesting as it sounds. Oh. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I was like, I, that's awesome. Um, but I just wanted to touch on what Mallory actually said. Um, I also started writing fan fiction about like four years ago, <laughs> and it's like such a weird thing like I don't tell anybody about it except for my sister she knows um, and I've been so embarrassed of it for so long for like no reason but um, it's so great like especially with the pandemic it was so isolating during that time and so like having this outlet and like meeting all these people and like I've grown this little like fandom of its own who like love my writing and it's like so I know it like really has brought in me so much joy in my life and like I don't like that I diminish it to like normal people, <laughs> you know, if it's important to me. So I understand what you're saying, and, you know, the community that this fandom brings and it, you know, love it. What's the springboard for that? I actually write reader insert stories. I'm not sure if anyone's familiar with that, but basically um, you're creating like a kind of general character of your own and you, the reader inserts them into the story. So there would be like, like I am obsessed with Daryl, so like it's really like mostly Daryl. But um, I'd see like missed opportunities where like, oh, like well, what if this happened, or what if like this, you know, this new character came in and kind of insert myself into the story, and that's kind of how I do it. <laughs> and do you have, um, do you look back and have a certain uh, like top three, top five of? Uh, those episodes that really called to you and kind of um, inspired you to, to to try this, or do you have those? Yeah, um, what's the first one? I think with with the um, season three, like with Woodbury and the governor, I um, I loved the prison era, and um, I feel like because I love Daryl, so like I feel like he went through a big character change during that period of time, and I remember watching that season and being like, what if there was this like you know this happened or what if they did this instead and that kind of got the the ball rolling and then when I watch 
go back and rewatch the show and um, I'd always plant like seeds and then I just kind of like take it from there and kind of create my own little world inside their universe. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah, but I don't want to be embarrassed anymore. No, <laughs> no, don't. No, not at all. We shouldn't. We really shouldn't. Yeah. There, there's other things that we can be embarrassed about. You right. Know, really. right. You know, our hygiene. Um, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do, you, do you publish your work on the website? I do. I do on like Tumblr, um, uh, AO3, and Wattpad. Anyone knows this? So, what's, what's your handle? It's Crossbow King. Oh, right. Awesome. Crossbow King. Crossbow King. Mallory's. Mallory, do you have a handle or a. Again, shows my um, age. What's your handle? I don't know what. I don't. Um, but I'm definitely going to read yours. Oh, thank you. That is so awesome. Cool. That is so cool. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. That. Excellent. Um, thank you. Hello, my name is Kassel. Yeah, I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Nice. Yeah, I grew up watching, yeah, I grew up watching like Scooby Doo, and then I got into the graphic novel, The Walking Dead. Still not finished with that yet. <laughs> awesome. And then you know, I just one day stopped watching the television. I see, oh, they got The Walking Dead. So yes, I've been watching since uh, season one all the way to here. And my favorite character was Shane. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Gone too soon. Yeah, so I guess the main thing that came from The Walking Dead for me is just the reliance of the group. How they, despite Absolutely. all the shit they've grown through, they still have to hold up together. Like for me, like I didn't take off when the pandemic started. I just, I've worked, I've been working through it. I've seen pretty much the people act, really act crazy. Yeah. Even my fellow employees, they a lot of them just went through a period of darkness. Even I kind of a little bit lost my sanity. But we had to, we just had to just keep it together. We had to. Absolutely. Yes. Even Absolutely. now, yes. I mean, this was just a little pandemic. Imagine if it was a real exactly. zombie apocalypse out is, there. Exactly. You, you, hit, you hit it right on the nose. Exactly. That's very insightful. I, I didn't think about it that way. I think when things happen in the past two years, you, you, you kind of forget, um, you lose perspective. Um, and that's that's a great point. If if these people can do it and they're fictional characters, my God, can't we get past the next two years and, and come out of it okay? So I'm glad you came out of it okay and it inspired you to get your shit together yes. when other people didn't. And that is really, really cool. I am a lost a few people. I'm so sorry. Fire, so, yeah. I'm so so sorry, and and we probably all lost some folks, or, or we know of people that did, um, and yeah, it's it's been you kind of had to almost uh, for me anyway. But like, it, am I Rick Grimes and am I dreaming in a hospital bed right now? Because this can't really be happening. Um, but yeah, I think the word that in hearing you talk and tell your story, resiliency. You have resiliency, and resiliency, I think, is incredibly important in this show. And as a group, they're stronger together than than apart. So that's really cool. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Thank yeah, you I want to be. Yeah, I'll be a, a Rick, Rick, not shiny. <laughs> <laughs> If shit hits the fan, what store do I steal from first? I'm going to tell you my top tool for the Home Depot and the sporting goods store. 
beeline for the axes and the machete. <laughs> I've never thought about that my whole life. Well, I feel so comfortable doing it now. Okay, why don't we go there? Go to the airport. They got a lot of fences with a lot of barbed wire. I'm just curious if anybody else has done that driving around and said, this is what it's done to me. I pretty much just do that all the time ever since way back I started watching The Walking Dead. It's yeah. like yeah. on my mind yeah. all the time about everything, especially with the pandemic happening too. It's like just all the time. I'd say like, you know, at least once a day, like you're in the store and I'm like, canned food. You know, like, just How long can that be? Maybe not today, but at some point, I need to remember to do that. Like, water, you know, and you yeah. just think you wouldn't think, like, but one thing that, that's, you know, when they got to Alexandria, they had all those solar panels, and that's when it got a little bit, like, you know, unrealistic. I mean, you know, I, I love the whole thing. But you know, in the real world, like that, like look at what's happening. <laughs> you know, we can't even keep toilet paper in stock, and we're going to do solar panels. Really? <laughs> they have no electricity. Yeah. They've got no heat. Like that's what it would really be. Exactly. Like, you know, we wouldn't all have solar panels and you know hot water like they when they get to Alexandria. Like it's. When you get right down to it, really, this show is kind of PG in showing what would really happen. The reality of what we've all seen and, and, and seen in the news the past couple of year, couple of years and, and stories, it's it's X-rated. They couldn't really put on screen what would actually happen because it would just be the most, well, then it would be like a Serbian film, if anyone knows what that is. Um, yeah, it, I agree. It would be, it's, it's a lot uglier in real life. And, and to, to answer your question, I think about it all the time, um, even before the show, because I was raised with anxiety and I'm a catastrophe girl. My superpower is catastrophizing. Um, English people will follow that thing because there's a girl that says, I don't care what happens. I listen to you talk and the shit hits the fan, I'm following you. Exactly. You're going to know how to get out and where to go. And that's, and that's the, the point that you two people make. And, and I think if there were a poll that would be taken of how people, uh, people and coping skills of the past two years and the demographics, people who watch The Walking Dead have their shit together. People who watch The Walking Dead, people who watch The Walking Dead think outside of the box and uh, use their imagination to uh, be prepared. And to, it, we ask those what if questions. And we're not saying other people don't or other fandom communities don't, but I think if you, if you took a poll, none of us really cracked a lot. I don't think so. I think we pretty much held it together. And I'm so happy that you guys shared what you did. You didn't have to, and you did it. And that, again, is a testament to how you do feel like this is a welcoming community um, where we can break bread and share our thoughts and ideas. And that was positive. I mean, look at that. You're going to read her stuff. She's going to read your stuff. And together, you're going to make the next best picture of 2025. Let's see. That's, that's what I'm going to shoot for. Talk to AMC. Um, but. I really, really thank, uh, thank you guys, and um, I hope that you continue to be inspired by this and um, write your own stories and share your own experiences in, in whatever ways that may be. If it inspires you to go off and do something artistically, to get into healthcare, to do charity work, whatever, uh, just keep doing it. And like Mallory said, do not be afraid to, to hold your head high. Um, because the uh, Walking Dead family does certainly have your back. Okay, so thank you guys so much for coming out here. Please give yourselves a hand.
It was truly an honor to film this panel. I really, really enjoyed listening to the experiences some of these people have had as it relates to the Walking Dead universe. I'm humbled by the power that this show has on people and the way it helps them heal and maybe even see the world in a different way. And if you like what you heard, head over to ratethispodcast.com slash Dead and let us know what this meant to you. Give us five stars in an eggplant. Let us know what we got right, what we got wrong, and let us know what the Walking Dead universe means to you. But let us know after every episode. And if you really enjoy what we're doing here and you want to send us a flare to let us know that we're on the right track, you don't have to spend any money. Set up a free account at ko-fi.com and follow us at ko-fi.com slash squawkingdead. When you do, you'll know when we set up our recording sessions so you can join us and when we post any unedited episode recordings for you to enjoy, as well as any other behind-the-scenes nuggets that we want you to participate in and that we're developing for future release. When you're ready to dip your toe in the water, you can always tip us for 30 days of supported back content. And when you join a membership tier for as little as a dollar a month, you can enjoy those benefits in perpetuity and a whole lot more. One of these perks that the mid-tier and high-tier memberships enjoy, the Whispers and Survivors tiers, is shout-outs at the end of these episodes. Among which, let's start with the Survivors tiers because they're the top tier, and one of their signature perks is the ability to join us on camera and mic for these episode breakdowns. And they are at RealRyanGM on Twitter, at Jones 71 on Instagram, at Jasmine.iac on Instagram, Bridget X Prophecy Girl on Twitter, and Ain't My First Rodeo on Instagram, and of course, FanArtLindy, ko-fi.com slash FanArtLindy. And let's move on to the Whispers tier members, among whom are J13 Voorhees on Instagram and Twitter, at Tyler Philip Cox on Instagram and Twitter, at RitasFan2 on Instagram and Twitter, at Sandy.D.Morrison on Facebook, at FrostedAngel67 on Twitter, at Aiden underscore Atkin underscore on Instagram, and at AidenTheRaven on Twitter, and at Judith.Morton on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening to this panel. I hope you were as humbled by these conversations as I was. And if you have any similar stories, let us know. We'd love to at least hear what the Walking Dead universe means to you. Thank you again for listening to these conversations, and we'll see you in the next one.